You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. First Kings chapter 18. The children of Israel are backslidden. You know, I've been talking to you a lot about backslidden folks. Um, I believe it's the call on this church to reach them, to bring them in. I believe you have glue on your hands. And if we can get into this place of full surrender to God, I believe he can use us. He can use us for his glory. He can use us for his honor. And one of the ways he wants to use us is he wants his fire so evident on our life, it'll do what happened in 1 Kings 18. Uh, 1 Kings 18, 21 said, And Elijah came to the people and said, How long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if it's Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Why didn't they answer him not a word? Because they didn't know. Just didn't know. They were confused. How can the children of Israel be confused? They were. You start hanging out with the heathen and you'll get confused. You start hanging out with other gods, you'll get confused. You start listening to other voices, you'll get confused. They were confused. How long will you halt between two opinions? They had one foot in with God and they had one foot in with the heathen. And I know that's not anybody in this room, but that's a whole lot of people that you know. So that's a whole lot of people that you know, that you come in contact with. They're halting between two opinions. Somebody's telling them to trust this and they do, instead of trusting God. Don't misplace your trust. Your trust should be in God and God alone, in his word and in his word alone. That's your only place you can put your trust. It's the only thing that's sure. Everything else, can't count on it. And, he answered, and the people answered him not a word. And uh, then Elijah said to the people, I, I even I remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Uh, then he, he did some things. And, well, verse 23, let them therefore give us two bullocks. Let them choose one bullock for themselves, cut it in pieces, lay it on the wood, put no fire under it. In other words, no cheating. And I will dress the other bull and lay it on the wood and put no fire under it. I'm not going to cheat. And you can call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire. And the God that answers by fire. I've been ministering the word of God 30 plus years. And I believe in the time we live in, the God who answers by fire. I believe that God is, he's an all-consuming fire. He said so in Deuteronomy. He said so in Hebrews. Jesus is the fire from the waist down and the waist up. Our God is a consuming fire. The God who answers by fire, let him be God. I believe we're in the same position as the Israelites were. They were backslidden away from God. And I believe God is announcing again to us, but I believe everywhere, the God who answers by fire, let him be God. And the people answered and said, okay, well spoken. This time they had something to say. And you know what happened? Uh, it came to pass at noon, Elijah, they began to call on their God and he mocked them and cried aloud for, uh, he said, I'll just read it. And he came to pass, verse 27 at noon, that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud for he is a God. He's either talking or he's pursuing, he's either on his cell phone, or he's on vacation, he's on a journey. Uh, Peradventure, he's asleep, he didn't set his snooze. I mean, he set his snooze, he must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves. We know where cutting comes from. 
and after the manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out of them. And it came to pass when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of offering the evening sacrifice, and there was neither voice nor anything to answer, nor uh, any that regarded. In other words, Elijah wasn't afraid to mock. Now, I'm not telling you to mock people, but there is no other God but God. There is no other way. You can't care about people and be politically correct in this. He's either God and Jesus is the only way or he's not. And you and I know that he is. And it'd be wrong for us to hold our peace. It'd be wrong for us to not to tell people the truth. That's like letting them run out in front of a semi. Are you with me? And Elijah said to the people, come near unto me. And all the people came and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Another place called it the repair of the breach. He repaired what was broken down, what they had let go. And he, uh, then he began to call on the Lord. After he put all kinds of, during a drought, he made him use up all the good water. He made him use up all the good water during a drought. God better answer. He's doing some big things here. Um, and when the water ran out the altar, it filled the trench with the water, verse 36, and it came to pass the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, of the evening sacrifice, of the evening sacrifice. God needs a sacrifice. Today, he doesn't need a bull. He doesn't need a goat. He just needs you. He doesn't need a bull, doesn't need a goat. We live in a new and a better covenant. But he still needs a sacrifice. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, this is your reasonable service, that you offer your body a living sacrifice. Leviticus chapter 9, verse 22. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them and came down from offering of the sin offering and the burnt offering and the peace offering. Verse 23. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. Verse 24. And there came a fire out from before the Lord. And he consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when the people saw, they shouted. When the glory shows up, people shout. And they fell on their faces. They gave an offering and God responded. How did he respond? A fire came from heaven. It happened, it happened when, when um, Elijah gave an offering at the instruction of the Lord to prove that God is God. He said, let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. He gave an offering. He gave an offering. They imitated and they gave an offering to a false God, but there was no answer of fire. The God who answers by fire. He's always, he's a consuming fire. And I, I, I'm trying to get this to you because um, in the hour that we live in, you and I cannot do what God needs us to do on our own. Not with our intellect. Not with our fancy messages. Not with fancy book titles. Not, not the best t-shirts, although I love our t-shirts. It's not going to do it. We need his power. We, and I've tried never to leave his power, but my, now that I see more than ever, we need his power. And if, if none go with us, we're going after the power and the fire of God. Because it's the answer. It's the only answer. 
Everything else is a form of godliness. The fire of God, does that mean that we're going to see fire fall on your head? No. Does that mean you're always going to be running around the room? No. But there's a tangibleness. There's, there's a, 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 an awareness of his presence that you carry around. There's something that happens. And so God, when they gave an offering, now again, Romans 12, 1 and 2, you're the offering now. And the thing I like, the first time many, many years ago, I heard my wife teach on this. She said the only problem with the living sacrifice is it likes to get off the altar. But you're a living, so, so every day, Lord, I, I give you my life. Lord, I offer my body to you. I, I ask you to use me. And then you're consumed with the fire and the power of God so that you can do what Elijah did. And he brought the backslidden home. Because they answered, he's God. Because he, well, Lord, do something. Lord, do something. Well, the Lord wants to do something. He just wants to do it through you. I said he wants to do it through you. Well, I just want him to do it. I don't want to be involved. Too bad. That's not how it works. He's going to do it through you. And once you let him start doing that, but you've got to stay full of the fire of God. And so doing so, you offer yourself a living sacrifice. Everybody say this. Say, Father... I offer myself a living sacrifice. Amen. What, why? Well, because you need him to consume you. Um, you know, one of the things, how do, you, how do you make the fire hotter? How do you make the fire hotter? You know, I don't know about you. I'm sure this never happened to you. But is there any time in your spiritual walk with the Lord you didn't feel? Just didn't feel it. You see, you have an option not to come to church. I don't. There's been a time or two in 25 years I didn't want to come either. I thought the preacher was too long. <laughs> Praise and worship team didn't always hit every note just right. It's either too hot or too cold in here. Everybody wasn't as friendly as they ought to be. Yeah. But I had to come. So, Pastor Mark, you shouldn't say that. Well, it's true. So, you know, you have an option to stay in home. I don't. One time during praise and worship in the A-frame, I quit. I'm up leading worship. Pastor Ron is part of the backup team. I turned around to her, and she doesn't read lips, but that day she did. <laughs> I looked at her, and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Well, aren't you grateful for the Holy Ghost? Because you don't have to feel it. You just have to believe it. So you don't have to feel it. You don't have to feel the fire to know it's on you. But you start believing it, then you can have some feeling too. And the Holy Ghost will come upon you and he'll consume you. And he'll help you. And he needs you right now. I said he needs you right now. I said he needs you right now. You've got the word. And so how do you stir up the fire? Well, the Bible says this in Jeremiah 14, uh, the, the God's word in your mouth is like a fire. Jeremiah 5, 14. The God's word in your mouth is like a fire. Then he said this in Jeremiah 23, 29. It said the word of God is like fire when it comes out of your mouth. 
So the word of God, how do you stir up the fire? You want to stir up the embers in your life. You got to start speaking the word of the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord and the power is mine. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm full. I am so on fire. People come to watch me burn. Hallelujah. I'm full of the fire of God. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. I am on 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 fire. What are you doing? Well, I'm not trying to talk myself into it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. I'm on fire. It's the father in me that does the work. It's the father in me that does the work. Greater is he that is in me. I'm strong in the Lord and the power is my, the power of God's on me life, on my life. The power of God, I can do all things. And then what happens just then is you start talking about it. Then the fire starts flowing and you get a little happy about it. You get full of joy about it. You get a little pep in your step about it. A smile will come back on your face and then you're ready to go. Hallelujah. Then you're ready to go. Understanding that it's not just about you. It's about people that need to contact the fire of God that's in you and on you. God wants to use you. I said God wants to use you. How do you increase the fire? Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Strength and fire goes hand in hand. Those who wait, those who wait on the Lord, those who renew, how do you do that? I exchange my strength for his. I'm gonna wait in the presence of God. I'm gonna wait in the presence of God. And as I do, then the fire, I'm gonna, I'm gonna renew my strength. I'm gonna mount up with wings as eagle. I'm gonna walk and I'm gonna run and I'm not gonna faint, hallelujah. Because the power of God, the strength of God is in my, is in my life. Amen. And what's happening tonight, and whether you know it or not, this is what's happening. There is something deep going into you when I lay my hands on you. You're going to notice a deepness, a tenacity, a, a, a stick-to-itness, a, a fire. I, I am, when I lay my hands on you, see, I'm talking about it again. My hands are getting on fire again. When I lay my hands on you, the fire of God is going to get on you, get in you. It, it, and, and, and it's up to you, though, to make it brighter and brighter. How do you do that? I'm going to give myself a living sacrifice. I know we keep coming back to it, but the Holy Ghost, that's the key. You've got to give yourself a living sacrifice. You've got to, you've got to give yourself to him. You've got to give your dreams to him. You've got to give your plans to him. You've got to give your career to him. You've got to give your family to him. You give it to him, and then he's going to make sure it all works out okay. But anything you have control of, he doesn't. Anything you're trying to figure out, he can't figure out for you. Anything you've got, he can't have. Come on. It's like me going down to the post office. Do y'all still go to the post office around here? Carrie still needs to work. So let's, yeah, let's go to the post office. So you go to the post office, and you got a package that has to be in Los Angeles by a certain time. And you go in and say, this is a precious package. It's got to be in Los Angeles, and I need you to get it there. And please make sure you get it there. This is very important. You don't understand. This is very important. This is very important. This is very important. Will you promise me you'll get it there? Okay, give it to us. We'll take care of it. Well, then what you do is, because it's so very important, you'll go back in about two hours and say, let me see that package. I want to make sure you still have it because it's really important. It's very, very important. It's got to get there. It's absolutely got to get there. Can I see that package? Make sure you're taking good care of it. You didn't crush it anything. You didn't put it in the wrong place, did you? Come on, I need to see that package. And you come take back that package. And then you say, okay, now remember, take this package. And it's a very important package. I need you to deal with this. This is my life. This is everything. I, this is very important to me. And you give it to him. He's like, we got this. And then you go back and then about, you know, the three hours later, you go back, please let me see that package. Let me see that package. I need to make sure that package is okay. And you do that with God all the time. You give it to him, you take it back. You give it to him, you take it back. You give it to him, you take it back. You give it to him, you take it back. And what happens with your package to L.A. is you miss the plane. 
Because if you got it, they don't. And in your life, what does this have to do with the fire of God? If you surrender to him, if you give it all away and let him just consume you with his fire and wait on him and yield to him, everything is going to be all right. All right. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.